0: Hello, and thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church of DeRitter, Louisiana, recorded at our 10 o'clock service on Sunday, February 24, 2019.
1: Scripture lesson this morning is taken from Luke chapter 6, verses 27 through 38. But I say to you that, listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. Your reward will be great, and you'll be the children of the Most High. For he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will also be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back.
0: It is important to get away. It is important to disconnect so you can keep your perspective. In today's text, as we come near the conclusion of our hate enough is enough series, we come to a topic that I think Every one of us is guilty of whether we realize it or not, whether we intend it or not. And this week's message is, it's not about you, so stop it. It's not about you. So often we want to personalize everything, no matter what the setting is. And we act and react to each other. And we do it even in the church where... We'll ask questions of ourselves and of others, not what does God want, but we ask, well, what will it do to upset so-and-so? Be it family, be it friends, be it our homes, be it our churches. How often do we consciously or subconsciously walk on eggshells because we don't want to upset someone because it's about them? Conversely, how often do we allow ourselves to fall into the trap of my way or the highway, my football or nobody's football. There is no room in the gospel, none, for anything other than seeking God's will. And that takes a whole different mindset. And we look at it through the lens of Jesus' words in Luke today and... Jesus in this passage is talking about loving those who disagree with you, those who are your enemies. And he's saying some stuff that if we're honest about our lives, we do not practice very well at all. How many of us, I'm not going to ask about you, how many of you know someone? who has a perpetual anger and rage towards someone where at the point there will be no reconciliation possible because they're that angry. Do you know anyone like that? Who has somebody in their life that they are so angry at they've been cut off? You're dead to me. Anybody? I promise you, every one of you do, whether you know it or not. Choir, do you know what it's like to have those people you're so angry at there's no chance of reconciliation? Well, dear friends, the Bible does say something about this. Jesus starts off by saying, actually before we get to that, there's one important thing you must remember about this topic. When you deal with, or whether you are the one who says there is no way I can possibly forgive them, remember the first thing that overarches this whole passage. And that is, brothers and sisters, we are not called. We are not called to do anything God has not already done. We are not called to do anything God has not already done. So before we draw the fortresses up around our hearts, before we draw them up around our bodies, before we draw them up around our world, let us remember. We are not called to do anything. God has not already done. That cross is not a decoration. That cross is a way of life. And that cross reminds us that Jesus' last, wor- last words were, Forgive them, for they know not what they do. And Jesus is on a roll here. And he says, but I say to you that, listen, love your enemies, do good those to hate you, who hate you. Bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the sheet, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. <clears throat> do to others as you would have them do unto you. God calls us. God calls us to love those that the world has called us to hate. Whether in our families, whether in our local congregations, whether in our church, whether in our community, whether in our state, whether in our world, we live in an attitude of fear. We live in an attitude that says, we don't need you. We live in an attitude where it's about holding on to the injustices done us so that we can emotionally martyr ourselves and act like it's not our fault. When the fact is, there's not a one of us who has not been let down by someone we love. There's not a one of us that has not been deeply wounded by someone we thought would never wound us. And Jesus is telling us, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. You notice what he's not saying here? He's not saying get on the phone and talk trash about who's hurt you. He's not saying send emails, twitters, Facebooks talking about how much you've been hurt and destroyed. Nowhere in Jesus' gospel does it say you have the Christian responsibility to get even with those who have done you wrong. Nowhere in the Christian gospel are we allowed to have the attitude that if someone does us wrong, we will ruin them. And if we tolerate that from anyone that we know of who is a part of the body of Christ, we are complicit in hatred. We are complicit in rage, and we are flying exactly in the face of Jesus' words here. Because God calls us to love those the world has called us to hate. You notice that very last part I read. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good though to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again. Excuse me, it's that Yankee weather getting in my lungs here. But love your enemies, Jesus said. Love your enemies, do good and lend. Expecting nothing in return. Be and Then at the very end, he says, be merciful just as your Father is merciful. The third thing we realize when we read this passage today, is very, it's very simple. Mercy is our motivation. Mercy is our motivation. I can promise you, that as I stand here before you, I would love to say that I myself live up to this standard always. I don't. I try, but I don't. And part of part of understanding it's not about us to so stop it is not only the ability to forgive those who hurt us, but it is also our responsibility to accept forgiveness from others for wrongs we have done to them nowhere in the christian gospel does it say there ain't nothing they can say it ain't ever going to be right with me If if someone is beyond hope in that way in your eyes you and jesus need to have a conversation because it is against the gospel And part, the reason why all this is important is because one of the reasons that hatred pervades every institution and society today is because we have forgotten that mercy is our motivation. Jesus did not come down here looking to give us what we deserve. And thank God he didn't, because ain't none of us would be here if Jesus gave us what we deserve. So who are we? to deal with others strictly upon what they deserve. Speaking of, let's go to the final two verses of this reading. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given unto you. All right, folks, let's take a poll here. I'm not going to ask for your raised hands. How many of us are ready to accept the truth that we just read in Luke 36, 37, 38? <clears throat> How many of us understand that our ability to not judge others, that our, our lack of condemnation of others leads to Jesus not condemning us? How many of us are ready for Jesus to truly, as we pray, how many of us are ready for Jesus to forgive us as we have forgiven others? Does anybody want to take that? Anybody want Jesus to forgive us just as we forgive those who mess with us? Choir? Anybody? Just one? Just one. Imagine, think about that for a minute. Do we really want Jesus forgiving us at the same rate we forgive others? Anybody want to do that? I didn't think so. And that is because the fourth and the last and the most essential truth about it's not about you," is that Christianity is not about what is deserved, but it's about what is given. By God. It's not about what's deserved, but it's about what is given by God. He says in the back half of 38 A good measure pressed down, shaken together, running over will be put into your lap, for the measure you give will be the measure you get back. So, how about it, church? Are we ready to live in such a way that we understand? That we are not called to do anything God has not already done? Are we ready to live in such a way that our lives bear witness to the fact that God calls us to love those the world has called us to hate? Are we ready to either reinforce or to commit for the first time to a life where mercy is our motivation? And are we ready to embrace the humility? of a life that recognizes it's not about what is deserved, but it's about what is given by God. That, friends, those truths will go a long way toward eliminating the hatred that seems to permeate every fiber of our beings and our societies and our families and our churches and in our world. May it be so for us that we lean so much on the Holy Spirit to live the life that we were called to by God and modeled by Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ knew that life wasn't about Him but it was about His Father. May it be so for us now and always. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast. You may find out more about our ministries at FUMCDeritter.org.